on today's episode of Homo Superior. In this, it, it's it's said that Jubilee is known for getting out of tight places. Brent, are you known for putting yourself in them? I your dick specifically. <laughs> Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, the fairy tale theater of podcasts. Issue 307, I'm Kaylin. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brett Wingate. It's a big week for television here at Homo Spoopserior. We've got a preview review for the first look at Disney Plus's Echo TV series. What if gets a surprising date change? Loki reaches its penultimate episode, and X-Men the Animated Series, its worst one, and we've got our weekly issues featuring Johnny Ironside <laughs> and some mm. spooky plugs, some, yeah. or perhaps just regular plugs, but you can imagine them spooky. Uh, but first, a little housekeeping. Kaylin, you want to do some housekeeping? I'll do a little housekeeping, yeah. So this weekend, The Marvels, the latest MCU movie, is coming out. Yours truly, meaning Home Superior, we're going to be watching it. <laughs> we'll be reviewing it. Oh Look for yours untruly. Yours untruly. Yours ru- unruly. Yes. Um, we uh, look for our extra episode review. Very spoiler filled, so definitely watch it before you listen. But it's going to be coming out on Tuesday, November fourteenth. And also in mm. the pipeline, we've got a new creator crush coming out. Yes. Soon it is with Russell. Dowdery. Which we won't. Oh my god. <laughs> which we won't. Reveal right now. <laughs> I God love that you it. both. Why? Why would we not reveal it? <laughs> oh, I thought it was you literally said his name and you said we weren't going to reveal it. You know what's great about our podcast? Timing. Timing. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, let's get into the preview review. It's where we talk about all the trailers for anything MCU or garbage we care about. <laughs> the way you jumped when I screamed. I'm oh, sorry. You yelled it. <laughs> I'm, really, audience, I'm, I'm sorry, audience. Hey, listen. Yeah, you should apologize to the audience because <laughs> now they realize early on they're going to have to ride that volume. Yeah, they are. Maybe oh, ride oh, that volume. Oh, Ryan's really eating the mic today. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Echo, which premieres in January, Echo, 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 Echo. just got its first trailer. Uh, it's chaotic. It's showing. It's giving us a lot of echoes in it. Um, it's starring Captain Maria Echo (laughs) and and her best pal, uh, Kingpin. Uh, Ryan, do you think uh, Vanessa's going to make an appearance? (laughs) (laughs) As a mannequin? Yes. Yeah, just him. I think he's going to have some weird sort of a hallucination where he's going to, like, have a flashback. Because he can't not have half of his story just be where he says Vanessa with an echo in the background. So I think it's really appropriate for this show. So if, in case you've forgotten, uh, suppose you're me. Suppose. Uh, what is, why is he watching out for Maria Echo? He uh, likes her It's because her he, was, he was, her father was in a crime gang that worked for Kingpin, is that yes, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he also, I mean, in the comics, um, of which this is based, um, Kingpin loves like kind of finding these sort of broken individuals that he can form into assassins slash enforcers. He did this with Elektra in the comics. Echo is like the next sort of evolution of that. So that's basically kind of what they're that's like the idea of the story we're getting from the trailer. Yeah. So were there any Easter eggs in this that you noticed? I think the only one that popped out for me. Monster truck. Yeah. 
the famous Marvel character Monster Truck <laughs> showed up. Uh, it was uh, that they that she puts the her in Punisher. Uh, the word punish, un, uh, unpunished being used to me makes it feel like there might be a Punisher cameo. I thought they talked that a Punisher cameo was going to happen. In yeah, this. they they threw it around. Um, I think they need some cameos in this because it kind of looks boring. It kind of looks a little bit boring, I will say. So it's under the Marvel Spotlight banner. Um, they just unveiled that, basically saying, yeah, it's set. In, it's canon, it's set within continuity, but you don't have to watch all this other stuff to understand the show, even though it is a continuation of a character who was introduced in Hawkeye, a show that came out two years ago, who was one of the uh, original Avengers and has been in a ton of movies. I think it should have been called Marvel Oops Not Netflix, because it has the vibe of all those like Netflix Marvel Very shows. Very much so. It's, so if you love that style, I think you're going to like this show. Yeah. I was sort of like kind of enjoyed some of them. I was kind of up and down with him. I think that's probably going to get sort of the same reception from us. Even if it is not the exact same production team, I think a lot of us liked the Daredevil series. Yeah. And at the very least, there is a possibility there is a unique, interesting story to be told here. So I don't care in particular if there's no spoilers for what happens in the rest of the MCU. Yeah. If this is just a good story. Yeah. I'm fine uh, with it being self-contained. Um, also, all the episodes will be coming out at once, which is the first time they'll be doing that for Disney+. Plus. Is that, do you think, just an attempt to test a new model for releasing TV shows like Netflix did? Or is that more of a signal that they don't have a lot of faith in its ability to be released week to week? I think it's uh, the latter. <laughs> uh, I honestly think it's the latter because... The reason that they did it episode by episode for not just Marvel shows, but also for Star Wars, is they wanted that hype yes. of every week. And this show, it could be good. It could be great. Mm-hmm. But it's probably like a three-hour movie that's cut up into six episodes. And so, and a lot of the other Marvel shows were like that as well. And they realized, uh, let's just get it all out at once without you know people getting bored with some of the middle chapters. Yeah. Oh, it's a little mini extra extra. We got news about what if coming out a little bit earlier than expected. Uh, it will be released uh, early in the 2023 holiday season. Yeah. Uh, I believe it is also going to be releasing all of its episodes at once. Is that not true? I thought that was every week. I may have made that up. We gotta okay. wait and see. We are we are like Spotlight. CBR. We're yeah. making things up. And yeah, then, yeah. And then, hey, w- Ryan, what if Brent was a liar? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll find out. What yeah. if Brent we- was good? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll never find out. Um, is there anything to this? Is it just to fill time, given the realities of the actor strikes? Uh, is it because uh, you know their production schedule is all fucked up? Um. I think animation didn't have as much uh, <laughs> it didn't have as much problems with uh, compared to all the other stuff that Marvel was going through. So I think this is a safe, easy bet to keep the the Disney Plus train choo choo going. Like honestly, I think <laughs> that was a Bob Iger quote, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's just 
most of them we've sort of covered what they're going to be. They sound boring. Yeah, they sound boring. When, when Bob Iger just was, in time for Christmas. When Bob Iger was announcing that all of the episodes of Echo were coming out at the same time, he said, "Here comes the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Open up." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we know what the next movie is after the Marvels? Have they announced what like their twenty twenty four movie schedule is? I'm sure they did. I. But have, we're not here for <sighs> facts. I have it. We're here for. Um, just guessing at it. I mean, it is such a mess because if you look back at their announced schedule, I mean, at this point, I think it was supposed to be the start of one of the major Avengers movies. No, you know what I think it was? I think it was supposed to be Deadpool, but they had to stop production on that. Right, 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 right. They were close, but they didn't quite finish. So when is New World Order coming out? Ooh, baby. I I think it's supposed to be next year. They didn't even film that, though. Yeah, everything's everything's gotten pushed back because of the strikes. Yeah, um, there was also some rumors that uh, the lead actor—I'm going to mispronounce his name—Marshal Ali. Marshal Ali. Uh, uh, Marshal Ali yeah. uh, was is uh, potentially leaving the role of Blade because yeah. of how many conflicts there are about the, the script and the production of it itself. Um, so who knows? They might have to do just a. Big old hard reset once the actor strike is over. Uh, but who knows when that is because uh, the studio executives are still not budging on their uh, their decision that they want uh, the life rights of images of people in perpetuity. Right. Still crazy. Yeah. Force ghosts for everyone, yeah. We gotta force ghost this. <laughs> that, that's their goal uh, is that they want to make every single actor in the last scene with the Ewoks dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, y- you can only hope. Um, anything A else? New hope, really. Any, any news? Any breaking news or anything? Any extra extras? There's no more extra extras. Well, I have to say, let's go to MCU Next TV, which is our weekly segment focused on the latest and okayest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. This week, uh, we have Loki Season 2, Episode 5, and X-Men, the animated series Season 5. Episode six. This guys. is the big one. This is going to be bad. We, we, we might spend a little time on this. Um, First up, though, we have Loki season two, episode five, science fiction. Loki survives the explosion and everyone else has vanished from the TVA. Loki luckily grabs his trusty TVA guidebook um, uh, just as the headquarters starts to spaghettify. He begins to time skip around to the original lives of his friends that vanished from the TVA and decides to enlist the help of Doug slash OB. He proposes that they gather everyone present at the time of the explosion back together so, as they say, they, they can collect the collective temporal aura that can send everyone back to the right time and place. Love it. Got to do that when you when you're in need. Ob builds a new temp pad using a TVA uh, guidebook. Loki succeeds in gathering everyone else to Doug's workshop. Everything and everyone once again starts to bus- spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was gonna say it. I'm a child. No. Um, luckily, uh, luckily, locally, <laughs> Loki uh, finally controls his time skipping by focusing on one person. Ob. Uh, he time skips to the time right before the last episode, right before the big old explosion. Sorry. He, what? He controls his time skipping by focusing on OB. Yeah. He said, I have to focus on one thing, and he, it was OB. I thought it was people. 
I thought it was all of them. His but. his general friendship. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's open it up with that because um, in this Loki does take a turn and he has to sit down with Sylvie and it's basically saying, "Why do you want this to happen? I thought you didn't care. I thought you were of chaos. Why do you actually want this?" And he said, "I miss my friends and I want to bring my friends back together." Is this truly, uh, Kalen, to you? Is this truly just like a Loki that's actually changed from all the events of TVA? Maybe pre-Avengers. Is he a completely different person now? I mean, yeah. And this is the kind of the cognitive distance I have because we've seen, you know, Loki like past that, like the the original Avengers, you know, uh, like have go through his evolution and then get killed uh, by Thanos at the start of Infinity War. This Loki is the one plucked right after the battle for New York. He's gone through some stuff in season one of Loki. I didn't quite buy that like this is his didn't motivation it, it didn't feel earned brent will probably disagree with me i do um <laughs> and you know what I'm he's the wrong tiebreaker. he's wrong uh but I, I i'm like it was a nice moment because tom hiddleston can sell it like he's a very good actor. very good actor he had brought a lot of pathos it was there's some sweetness to it it's just it's like they're trying to zip to like you know this destination you zig to zag, right? Cor- sure, uh, and fig to fag. Uh, but <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but like, it just it doesn't feel quite earned. I think that his motivation makes sense. The way I look at them is like a theater troupe. Like they're people who spend way too much time together, uh-huh. such that even if they have conflict, they're like weirdly close and intimate. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I think Loki actually does show why he's different because of each of these people, most especially because of uh, Mobius. Do you think those are his true friends now? Is this the first time he's ever experienced like friendship like this? He's probably like jerking off a frost troll or something in his past, but like, it's, has he ever had real friends? It's w- Loki wasn't. Um, his mom was kind of close with him, but it everyone was a around him was a different was different from him. They were all too busy worshiping Thor and Odin and he was not particularly loved. Maybe he was somewhat okay friends with uh, uh, Thor's merry men. uh, Yeah. But I mean, he, he didn't have a lot of people. Uh, Mobius saw something in him and in, in, in Sylvie, he saw himself. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I think that those two are the ones who are, have the biggest, best argument for being friends. I don't know what it is about Obi. (laughs) He's, but I, we all like him instantly. See, oh, Obi is very. So, I mean, maybe you pointed something out to me because I I assumed he literally focused on Obi to bring himself <laughs> to. Well, Obi was very helpful this episode. Oh, sure, Baby, right. He was doing the most. Obi and Sylvie, I think, were the MVPs of this episode. Yeah. I really like Sylvie. Sylvie, in this Sylvie stepped up. So her journey in this one was very interesting. So she says, "No, I'm not helping you." Um, but one thing that I found very interesting was she was saying, Hey, I don't, I remember you bitch. Why do we think she remembered Loki, but the rest in it? Is it because she's got connections to the, who shall not be named or whatever his fucking name is? The, who shall shall not be named Voldemort. (laughs) Yeah. No, you say journey and I say velvet underground. My (laughs) band is better than yours. Uh, but, uh, I think I like, like she wasn't plucked out of time where she was. She was like, I wanted this. I am happy here. I wanted to be away from all of it. And I was like, bing, bang, boom. Yeah. I finally get your character. 
I really like that scene in the bar when she was telling Loki, like, I'm I'm not going to help you. I feel like she's been saying that the whole goddamn time. But yeah. maybe it finally clicked for me. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I su- the way I Her su- outfit fit better from McDonald's uh, for I, me this time. So that's what brought me. If I'm trying it. to uh, <laughs> if I'm trying to give some justification for how things work. Yeah. She and Loki remember because they have their magic and there's something reflexively about them, Loki time skipping Fair. and her being able to like back out into some portal uh, that she's got because sure. of her. Maybe self-awareness before she's a Loki as well. So, yeah. OK, um, I, I, find I, that interesting. I do think it's interesting because I saw a lot of people online who are very who have been very critical of her. And in particular, they were critical because like, oh, Sylvie finally fucking learned that all of her plans you know, caused the spaghettification of the universe and she fucked everything up. And the thing I guess that maybe isn't explained that could have used a little bit more, but I understand is from her perspective, the end of all the timelines is happening at once. And once she goes to her timeline and it's not completely gone, there's this kind of like, I don't know exactly how time works, but maybe the ending and the beginning are the same thing. I don't have any reason to believe that everything is shutting down completely because it wasn't like some instantaneous, it's all gone. Yeah, because there's a little bit of like frustration at the end when she's just like, well, I guess it is happening. And then she goes to this timeline and she's like, okay, fine, I guess I'll fucking do this. I mean, I, I love her question for Loki, which is these people, they were they were stolen from their homes and they were brainwashed to believing in something. And as brainwashed people, they wanted to keep the lives they had that were brainwashed. Is it right or is it wrong to bring them back into that world? Is it is there some difference because you're telling them you have this life? Is that putting too much pressure on them? I, it just introduces a lot of moral grayness that yeah, I think no, Loki I, did not really contend with. And I think we'll get to that because I think the most glaring one is Mobius's journey of like, he, he has kids now and he has to he did not want he did not want to go to his original life or but supposed original life. And now he has to decide, basically, am I going to fucking give up my kids to help out the TVA in the future? I am assuming he's going to have these memories. Well, he also had the great line, uh, you know, Loki is telling him you can come back exactly to this moment and your kids will be right here. And he says, well, I'll be different, though. Yeah. Which I think is an important consideration because he's going to be now war torn in the way that we were concerned about, you know, from like episode two. It's the stuff I like about like uh, time travel where you can have characters show up exactly at the point where they left. Yeah. Uh, like the OB stuff where like he builds the the temp pad. Yeah. And. Loki's like, you did that fast. He's like, fast? It took me 18 months. I know. Yeah. And, but it Love was like, that. you know, like a, only a couple of minutes yeah. like, uh, in the span of the TV show. And it ruined his life. And it ruined, it's like, it, my wife I left me. I got divorced. I got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. To, he spent a month moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, the scene you just mentioned about Mobius saying, well, I'll be different. Like, I'm like, I like the, the there's this human uh, toil uh, or emotional toil that happens as a result of this kind of uh, time travel, even though temporally it may not have a lot of significance i like the little easter egg of while they're talking obi's trying to fix how the the time door is working because it's just like shifting (laughs) and floating around in the background yeah yeah yeah. 
It's, it's uh, like a screen moving around like a screensaver. <laughs> uh, speaking of different lives, we had there's five of us on the podcast. Yeah. There was five different lives that we went through. We yes. had nurse, jet ski salesperson, yes. science fiction writer, convict and McDonald's worker. Baby, who is each on the podcast? Uh, Once again, nurse, jet ski, science fiction, convict and McDonald's. What uh, do you got? So Adam works at McDonald's. I'm calling that now. Yeah, he smells like it. Um, I think I think I'd be science fiction writer. I think you think you think you. Uh, you're jet ski salesman. <laughs> yeah, you're, def- you're definitely jet <laughs> You're not a nurse. But I'm nurse probably. I'm the most caring uh, one here. You fucking idiots. <laughs> I think Caleb's yeah, you're, nurse. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. not. No, Clark is Clark is convict. I'm not. Oh, yeah, con- well, uh, that is uncontested. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not convict. I think I'm science fiction writer. Uh, See, I knew you all think we're gonna we're gonna think that. Yeah. Did you like uh, that? The B fifteen is giving instruct in twenty twelve. She's like, you broke your arm, and we're all like, of course, because of the attack on New York. And she's like, you fell out of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of the convict, uh, another great. Uh, mystery of history, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Alcatraz M- with Frank Morris from Alcatraz. Great. No one knows so what fun. happened to these three guys. They probably drowned in a capsized boat. But t- taken from history, his his was the most tragic backstory. Also, what's your face? Just was like, I'm a nurse. <laughs> Get over it. Get over it. I'm a nurse. That they seems are- very like. I don't know, mundane. Yeah, they're not giving Ooh, her nurse. a lot. Yeah. No. They're not giving her a lot of uh, I started, issues to deal with. I started to overthink it being like, maybe she did more, though. And maybe we're going to go back to those. Members. I'm like, no, maybe nope. just it's just she. Maybe was just she's a nurse. nurse Ratchet. She was from just a nice one nurse. Everyone, everyone gets their B15 minutes of fame. <laughs> she was a nurse. That is well done. That is well done. <laughs> that was pretty good. But also your scream laugh was even better. <laughs> I think people hate it. Yeah. Um. OK, so. I, I, I think this season's really coming together for me. I'm really enjoying it. It's unspaghettifying t- for me. I really enjoy it. Um, Maybe what, it's sticking to the wall. What do you think the, the spaghetti stuff, if you got some of it in your mouth, tasted like? What do you think it would be? Uh, would it taste like anything? I think the taste would be fleeting. Ew. I hate that. It'd be al dente. Uh, I bet when you're when you're trying to taste those spaghettis, your tongue's spaghettis. I think it would taste metal. I don't know why. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, fundamental components of uh, what we're made of. It's mostly carbon. <laughs> oh, way to take the fun out of that. I'm OK, sorry. so any. Um, so this is the second to the last episode. Yep. Any big predictions for what we are going to see? I predict I'm going to go fucking crazy in the last episode because what? of the nature of time slipping on the part of Loki. So because he's in control in the TVA when he was time slipping, he was able to interact with pre and past versions of himself. Mm -hmm. However, when he was on the actual timeline and he time slipped, he went back to the same position he was in. There weren't two Lokis, right? Yeah. I'm going to need you to make a diagram. My concern is that if you're in the TVA, I'm fine if like. Oh yeah, because the TVA, you're able to be in multiple places at multiple t- at the same time. Okay. But in the real world, you can only be in one place at one time. I, I might be able to buy that, but I know what's going to happen in the episode is that there aren't going to be like eight thousand Loki's who are constantly looping back to try and save things. I it's going to be one fucking guy. I think it's eight thousand lo- Loki's. I don't believe that. Um, I mean, if it is, if it is, that'll be great. 
it's a, but it's not going to be it. I'm furious. It's a real spicy meatball um, because of spaghetti. And uh, guys, <laughs> do, do you think this actually constitutes as another power that Loki has? Yes. Is this, what do you, what do you, what do you think the reasoning behind why he has this? Honestly, uh, for plot. Oh, okay. I, I think there are two reasons. <laughs> uh, one is the kind of plot, but maybe a little bit better is that it gives it gives a character something really useful as a tool against an infinite number of kangs, which is wi- which uh, is what we need. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. The but that still is kind of serving the plot. It is. The second plot thing is, yeah. is maybe a little bit more thematic, which is that just like in the first season of the show, he developed a new power from working with and learning from others. In this season, he was able to do the same thing. Or he's a mutant. Da, na, 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 na. Uh, speaking of mutants, <laughs> X-Men. No, he's the- absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... Guys, we're going to Loki. The only way you're able to time slip is because <laughs> no, 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 no. you're a mutant. You're a, we've noticed a mutation. There's a mutation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Guys, you've waited for it. We're going to cover what's known as possibly the worst episode of X-Men, the animated series. It's season five, episode six, Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater. Let me just give you a little debrief on what happened. So Jubilee leads a magic school bus of children on a tour of a cave under the mansion. How big is this fucking mansion? Only to be caught in a cave-in like a fucking dummy. As the water in the cave rises, she keeps the kids calm by telling a medieval fairy tale of knights, princesses, and trolls. Like, we're about to for this review. But will they ah. be <laughs> We like ice cream. Ice cream. We, we said we'd re- retire that. Um, as she tells the kids the, the stories, the, the real X-Men arrive and save the day from a watery children death. <laughs> Guys. It's very watery. <laughs> Kid, it's It was very lighthearted and being like, but like they could have drowned to death and these are like small little children my first question to you Kaylin, is jubilee 35 years old yes. now she was so much taller than those kids yeah and uh who was i mean i believe it was gambit who wanted to bone her in the past <laughs> or in the medieval in times in the medieval times yeah, yeah. Um, uh shelly okay so in, in the story we had um we had gambit wolverine jubilee and then magneto yeah. That was pretty much the only people. Professor X was there for a bit as the there. Great Wizard of Oz. Weird turban. Yeah, that was oh, weird. Was offensive. Weird. Okay, so the animation. And also at the very end, we had what? Uh, the sci- the voice actor doing Cyclops and the voice actor doing Jean Grey trying to do British accents. Oh, it was uh, as the king and queen. Amazing. What? Yeah, you remember? It, no, the, no, no, no. And, I know, but and, what was that? And Jean Grey did a horse laugh. Oh. <laughs> It was jarring. No. Jarring. The last thing that the last thing that you see is uh, everyone laughing and Xavier has the most crazy voice that he's ever had in this series. Says something and then Jubilee does a skip into the woods that is one of the most psychotic she things. She just I've ever. runs into the woods. She's like I got to go get lunch or I, something and I she have, runs into I the have forest. the clip and it's buck wild, guys. Yeah, there's so much to talk to uh, talk about in this actual episode. Um, Brent, do you have something? Yeah, for- let's talk numbers because okay. I pulled up uh, the ratings, okay. the average rating per episode. Oh god, uh, 
for X-Men. You can pull this up. It's the first link if you just search X-Men the Animated Series rating by episode. So I'm seeing them pretty tr- trending pretty even in the middle, right? Yeah, so like in general, the average rating for an episode is like 7.4 or something, 7.5 out of 10. Uh-huh. Um, in a <laughs> Very clearly in season five, all the episodes are rated a lot lower on average, but this one is by far mm-hmm. the worst rated at like 5.5. Uh, it's the net. What, what do you recall? What the next worst rated episode is? Uh, have yourself a Morlock Christmas. Yeah, it is not. Oh, really? That's what I, my, that was my guess as well. Um, it is. Uh, it's much earlier. It's in season two. Morlock Mash, the Halloween episode. <laughs> it. It's Mojo Vision. <laughs> oh, your favorite. How yeah. dare you? That's such a good one. Uh, the, <laughs> the third worst is have yourself a little Morlock X. Oh, yeah. we weren't that far off. That is what we'll be singing for so, Christmas season. So buckle up for that. Um, guys, so the animation is terrible in this, right? Oh, horrendous. It's awful. It's um sad Disney people that are about to get fired and be like, oh, really? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And they shot themselves, I believe. Um, <laughs> they were okay. really skipping a lot of panels. Yeah. This one. yeah. As you can see from the last scene with the Jubilee. Um, uh, there's also some terrible just animation in general when they do like close-ups of like what they would look like in medieval times before they skip to the animation. It's some of the worst drawn things I've ever seen in my entire yes, where they entire do where they went life. to the magic. Who is book. that drag queen? That uh, so there's a a terrible a picture of what I believe is like Magneto, but it just looks like bad drag. Was it the first Dragneto? Dragneto. Yeah. The yeah. first time they'd used a star wipe or. Whatever that magical uh, page turning thing yeah. they tried to add in. It's it, it okay. So, so she apparently in Jubilee's fantasy, she only wants to talk about a few of the X Men. The other ones don't really exist. That yeah. Much so it's just Gambit and Wolverine. Yeah. And she's doing her voice of Gambit because that is not the original <laughs> Gambit actor. <laughs> Uh, voice acting of already bad voice acting yeah. is worse voice acting. It's crazy. Did you ever read the comic it was based on? It was Kitty's Fairy Tale, the yeah. one. Never it is. Uh, it's one of those weirdly iconic comics. I mean, it's a lot better than this episode, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't quite work because it's just like, why? 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 Do, does, why does it exist? Does Gene say at the end, Charles, I'm not. Sensing any of the fear I expect from these children to have. No. <laughs> well, then it's terrible yeah. because this is gold. That's yeah, total gold. It's oh, gold Charles, and I blue. want these children to be afraid. Why aren't they scared? <laughs> yeah, they really get off on that. It's yeah. so weird. Okay, so in this, it, it, it's it's said that Jubilee is known for getting out of tight places. Brent, are you known for putting yourself in them? I your dick specifically. <laughs> I don't what, what is this question? I don't I don't want to I don't want to answer a question that's connected in that way. I don't like this transition. What yeah, I, I'm with Brent for once. I'm uh, again, I mean I can't I we can't talk enough about how the the X Mansion is over one of the world's largest cave systems. I like I like the intro with the stalagmite, <laughs> just uh, just telling us a little fun facts. You yeah, know? it's jubes. It's a really really forced setup she, for what they wanted to have as some kind of like really, Avalon Otherworld type adventure. She really grew up. 
this season, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> she really. She yeah, she's thirty-five. Yeah. You're right. She's thirty-five now. So wild. Um, that also the weird Wolverine animation reminded me of the terrible Beast animation because they just think everyone week. looks like. Yeah. This is my petrol Wolverine. Yes, he's ugly, but he's really nice on the inside. I was like, what a fucking bitch. What is he a Tauntaun? Yeah, he may be a troll, but he's also ugly. Anyways, <laughs> let's, let's it, was, save the day. it was wild. Anything else with this? No, guys? let's move on. I don't ever want to. I could talk about this forever. Oh, it's just so weird. Magneto at one point says, uh, be gone with you. And he's dispelling his his minions. And he goes, be gone with you, whatever you are. <laughs> Bitch, you hired them. <laughs> Do you not know? Yeah. Uh, Can we just say the Jubilee? She's a bad storyteller, right? She, she really is. is. She's not good. Um, there, One real quick thing. Um, They pull out like something because they think what this is what the future is going to be in the 90s. A SATCOM 2000 digital beeper. Oh, bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. That God. was, it was the like, size. It's a beeper because it's the future. Yeah. But it's like more of a future beeper. <laughs> it was so outrageous. But it's the size of a Hyundai. Correct. No. It's huge. I don't know what it did either. The first thing the kid does is. Call out. He's like, uh, "Do you think I can get through those rock walls?" <laughs> God, it, God, if you're ever feeling down, don't watch this. It'll yeah, make you feel worse. If yeah. you, if you have a slight fever, you should watch this episode, and then you might take your life. Don't do that. Feel really existential about stuff. <laughs> Uh, Anyhow, uh, let's move on as uh, the issues. It's our weekly recap of All Things X. Uh, it's still the fall of X, by the way. This week we've got X Men Red number seventeen, X Force number forty six, and Uncanny Spider Man number three. I heard if Deadpool ceases Shadow, it'll be six more weeks of the fall of X. <laughs> I hope that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, so let's start with X Men Red uh, number seventeen. Writer is Al Ewing. Uh, artist is Yildre Sinar. So Apocalypse assembles his new four horsemen on Arako. Storm makes a decision not to use Uranus. Iron Fire or Johnny Ironside, is that what we called him? Yeah. Uh, Whatever Iron you called oh, him. Yeah, yeah, no, I fucked up. Uh, Iron Fire seeks his revenge on White Sword and the 100. And the four horsemen create Arako's best def defense against Genesis and her forces. Kowarak. Brent, I have to ask you, Kowarak. how many different anagrams of Arako can possibly exist? Uh well there are uh, seven letters or six letters in it so okay. yeah uh thirty six I didn't ask you to do math <laughs> <laughs> like that no was he's a right that was a rhetorical <laughs> question but I do have a follow up question do you agree with Aurora's decision not to use Uranus we all knew that she couldn't yeah yeah and the last issue pointed out smartly what the the real decision for her was does she take on that responsibility like. Is she willing to use that power from herself and have the blood on her hands? I like the way that the story unfolded, but I think it would have been an interesting choice for her to make that horrific decision and then have to deal with it after. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just weighs on her conscience. It is a little bit easy to make sure that she stays a perfectly good person. Mm -hmm. I think that conversation she has with Apocalypse where she says, well, at least I'll know where to draw the line. And he says, yeah, you fucking think you do, but do you? Yeah. It's a good conversation to have, but if you're not willing to... When you've got a character like Storm, who is so beloved, 
I think that there is a fear of trying to do anything morally complicated because audiences will hate it so much. Yeah. It's like part of the reason when we talked about Jean Grey fucking with Bruce Mind, a lot of people were very defensive about it because they did not want to accept that their heroes could do something wrong or slightly wrong and they're going to have to live with those consequences. Yeah. You're going to say something, Ryan? Um, yeah, it was just obvious, honestly. I, I was going to chime in with some of this yep. stuff. But, you know, it was it was pretty obvious. I, I kind of felt myself being a little sad with that outcome. I'm, and even the reaction. Because you love genocide. Well, yeah. You, you mean the character? Or the, yes. Because the answer is both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I do have a question for you. So there's five of us in Homo Superior. Great. And there are four horsemen and one apocalypse. And according to math magician Brent over here, that adds up to five. Mm-hmm. Um, which Homo Superior member corresponds with which of the new four horsemen <laughs> Clark is and the apocalypse? Convict. Clark is the convict. <laughs> uh, Brent's the nurse. <laughs> Um, Clark would be um, okay. So, but these were the Vulcan. these these were each the elements, right? The elements, the the elemental horsemen. Let's put it that way. I love how roughshod the choice was. Like, oh, he's very funny, so he's gonna represent air. That's and I, the characters like love that. That's really kind of bullshit. And Even he was like, oh, "That's what I got." That's good. <laughs> you yeah. work with what you Feels got. Feels like a stretch. Um, I also like that. Two of these mutants have fire powers, <laughs> and they're like, "You're not fire anymore, Sunfire." Yeah, it's literally yeah. in your n- name. <laughs> right, exactly. You're supposed to be Earth now, and it's a fun reason why. Yeah, you get because yeah, the red root. Yeah, you get one Earth girlfriend in your chest, and now you're Earth. So, are you asking which elemental are we, or which character would be in this situation? Either or. Things can be two things. Uh, Clark is fire. That and Vulcan. <laughs> Clark Both, is Vulcan. Yes. Both are correct. Um. Fine, I'll be magical. <laughs> you're the sitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since Adam's not here, you're, you're gonna be like, fine. Sitter. I guess I'll be Storm. He would be um, the dumb air joke, right? No, I feel like Adam would be Apocalypse because of the head shape. Caitlin, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I think uh, you'd be Johnny Iron Tree. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the impetuous one who wants to like kill off a hundred soldiers. That sounds right, but he's not one of the four. No, 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 I was, I was thinking of uh, Sunfire. Yeah, you'd be Sunfire. Yeah, Johnny Sunfire. Johnny <laughs> Sunfire. <laughs> and I, it, and then Clark's Johnny Vulcan. Um, I'm Johnny Storm. <laughs> oh wait, that's oh! already someone. <laughs> um, and then Brent, you're the other guy. What's the what's, what's the, his name? <laughs> the the guy with the weird horns. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's A- he's cool. Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> So why is this book so good? Why why it's is it so, so good. good? Why so, is it so, just so good? For uh, a single issue, there is like three or four major storylines that are going on at any point in time. Yeah, and it feels very rich, like a Game of Thrones episode. It really does. Totally. Yeah, Al Watch Ewing out. knows how to write a story and knows how to write characters. I'm gonna miss him. There's one pay like one double page that is so fucking phenomenal and it's just taking old comics like throughout the years and sort of just putting in how this could all make sense and it's phenomenal we get some recent stuff but obviously some golden age stuff it's just so i love phenomenal. the multimedia look to it as well it's that was such a good panel page or a good page of yeah it just is so iconic it's so great the other thing that i like about it is how it calls back to her conflict with 
uh, Charles, where she had to use the resist triangle, and in that yeah. resist triangle, you saw so many different moments from Storm's past uh, put together. Yeah. So good. Fantastic. All right, let's move on. Uh, X-Force number 36 by Benjamin Percy and Robert Gill. The Mikhail saga comes to a close as Colossus fights and kills his brother, while Domino and Sage rescue Laura, Omega Red, and Quentin Quire from Mikhail's extra-dimensional prison with a little 11th-hour help from Deadpool. Uh, Ryan, how exactly firm are Doctor Strange's buttocks? Oh, I was checking. Like, very firm. Um, I think this is just, like, one of the firmest butt uh, issues we've had in a long time. There's a one panel of Colossus that just looks phenomenal. Deadpool's keeping it tight. Domino. They all. I think X Force just sort of opens the door to squats. It's a I very really like slutty that. team. It is. It is, and they don't miss leg day. But wise, no. and even Mikhail when um he he's like gonna like he's bleeding out. He's dying. He's he's getting his a heart ripped out. Great. Still went to the Still gym jacked. Still jacked. I mean, he is bleeding everywhere, and he looks great in it, Mama. <laughs> Bleed on me. Yeah. Brent, if you were a member of X-Force, what would you do with Colossus? Uh, I... Give me your outfit. Let me wear that. I thought that <laughs> the outcomes... <laughs> ah, take it. Uh, the outcomes of this were pretty interesting to me, because the author, for example... Just said, nah, I don't want to help you guys out, even though it'd be super useful. Um, they were pretty quick to pardon him and say, you know, uh, didn't they? They tried to okay, they tried to recruit him, right? Yeah. And then he was like, I'm gonna live in France, no. and not help you. He could just be like, slowly work his way into Orcus, like even more, and just be like, and then Orcus stopped all of it and then like if they all died who cares yeah yeah well I, they can't I, have him be the deus ex machina because i need gene gray to be that person yes fair and but i think his power is a little could, bit limited they could to be more a creative person like but certainly he has the ability to shut down an organization like orcus if he wrote for say nimrod yeah <laughs> um i think that with a character like colossus you you're probably in a pretty tough position because you just watched how Krakoa fell apart by putting people on probation. I think they've got a good explanation for what was happening to him and what went wrong. And so it's not like it's not like a case where, hey, you're kind of fucked up. Your motivations are weird. It is very clearly the guy who did it is here and can confess. And you're physically responsible, but not ethically. Like your body did this stuff, but it wasn't you doing it. It was someone else puppeting you. I th- I don't think you do anything with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think you should. Yeah. It was really weird for him to be like, I'm so sorry. I think you put him in counseling. Yeah. Like, help him see a therapist. Therapy. He needs better help. Because his mind has just been, like, ab- used and abused to do horrific things. Well, he's just, you know. And I'm he just killed his brother. Also, how did how did this bitch find out that he has this power? Does Was he just writing, writing about his, like, girlfriend, like, Jessica? And then he's like, well, Jessica's doing literally everything i'm writing is right there now. like a better help for mutants or something because he's going to need it yeah they usually sit down and have a single issue with doc samson yeah <laughs> it's usually one of the best ones right it really is <laughs> but we need a mutant psychiatrist yeah where the fuck is birdie to... where's birdie where's wait, that bitch wait, no yeah. one hey yeah where's birdie is no one a psychiatrist honestly is no one birdie's the closest thing we have to a therapist that's i mutants. know that's yeah. really weird there's got to be some. Well, I mean, okay, so it's about to be she's mental not health quite, month, not, and they don't have a not, single mutant. So Stacy X got close to it in Way of X, close. But wasn't she just going to therapy? 
Wasn't no, she, she was she was providing she was providing like a comfort place. So she was more of like a madam, but it was also like a therapist slash madam, like okay. it was like like a place of comfort. So, uh, and then do we think the nesting dolls sound like the aliens in Mars Attack because they kept going aka aka? No, but I love that. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I love I love them being back around. I think they're fun. Uh, kind of villain to have to deal with. Yeah. And I was super pleased that Deadpool showed up last fucking minute. Yes. Han Solo style, like he Because we says. talked in the prior episode about how it felt weird that he was, yeah, he is a mercenary, yeah. but he, he does seem to like these people. So having him come back, I was like, yes, yes, woo. <laughs> I'm just cheering. I'm like, you yeah! go get Especially them. when yeah! he did the Heimlich for Domino after swallowing. That. Yeah, that was a great and scene. And then he's like, yeah, and Doctor Strange's ass is like a cantaloupe. And I'm like, yes, Deadpool. Goose that ass. <laughs> I know, goose that you ass. pansexual weirdo. Just, we love you. just you. kept saying goose, goose that, that ass. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our final issue of the week, Uncanny Spider-Man number three uh, by Simon Spurrier and Lee Garbett. Nightcrawler and Silver Sable fuck. That's the issue. No, just kidding. Other stuff happens, but we're too distracted by a, a naked Kurt Wagner. All right. So, Ryan, important question. Yeah. Who would you want to remix Lila Cheney's Super Positional? Because that song sounds like a bop. Is uh, it a bop or a banger? First oh of all. God. And then who do you want to remix it? <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a banger. And no, I, it's a bop. You're wrong. Oh, but, God damn it. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Um, and then Taylor Swift, because she'll be playing Dazzler soon, and I want to see those two pair up again. Taylor, a uh, Taylor. Guys, okay. I know I know you're feeling about the 70s and Kylie Minogue. This is my answer, and you have to accept it. That That is a, that is your answer. I'm not I accepting it. I want to get a lot of press from it. You know, Taylor's tour changed a lot. I think she could do a lot for yeah. Leela. I mean, I got a big Dua Lipa vibe from Superpositional. Um, yeah. Well, also, I think her music stylings feels like that now, current day. Yeah. Wouldn't you say her style's a little do a la peep? Do a, do, 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 do a leap of peep I'm stuck, apparently. <laughs> uh, I love that uh, Silver Sable was like, yeah, I liked her, like, uh, what called her, like, techno pop, or what What was the genre? She said that was the, the Lila I liked. I don't the like. pop science phase. Pop science, thank Lo- you. Love's entropy. Let me cross your event horizon. A lot of that was pr- probably part of her uh, her the stars album, superpositional. See, it's very spacey. It's that's like the Daft Punk. One thing that's really hard about superpositional is the number of syllables in it to sing it twice. Superpositional, <laughs> superpositional. Let's get superpositional. Well, it's like physical, <laughs> yes. like by Dua, Dua Lipa. Superpositional. <laughs> it's you know what? It's not catchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, Brent. If you were Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture. Which sea level mutant would you want to cyberpunk? Sea level? I mean, they're all sea level. Like so many sea level mutants, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, things have not. That Banshee's had it too easy for too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's been wearing his own face for also a little bit too long. Sea level. Uh, well, Fuck you. How much does he show up? A lot. He Jeez. was the co-lead of Generation X in the nineties. In the nineties. Come on. He's not been around for a while, except to be, except he's only seen with Moira underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, who's, your, who's your answer, Ryan? Which which C-level mutant would you want to see Cyberpunk? No, Brent said exactly my answer. I Banshee? Think that, yeah. <laughs> Banshee. Um, I It would be one of the new X-Men. You know that. It's always one of the new X-Men with me. Yeah. Um, what's it? Surge. <laughs> Why not? 
Surge. She almost made it to the team. I know. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame. It's so th- this is an interesting issue. Um, I didn't know where this series was going. I didn't think this specific series and also some of the other ones would be as horny as they are. I yeah. love like it. This, I love it. I, it kind of it's kind of cool that like this and a couple of weeks ago when this one came out and what 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 was this? I think it was off that week, but it was like a real smoochy one. It was a yeah. lot of smooching on one of these. There was, yeah. It was a real smoochy week, and I like that during these hard times, these falls of exes, um, that it's it kind of started some new romances, honestly, because I would like to see these kind of actually kind of carry through. I mean, it's the end of the world, and all you really want to do is fuck. Honestly, know? yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I I I just I'm sort of enjoying this series. I don't love Silver City. She seems a little generic for me personally. It cannot, it can't be healthy to compartmentalize that much. Yeah. That like I, I have, I to will literally sleep with the enemy if I'm not on duty. Yeah. Like surely there must be some clause yeah. that the company would want to have. You're right there. You're banging the yeah. enemy. You can't do that. If you're not dressed as Power Rangers, then you're off duty and you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, Galen, what do you think about uh, the continuing inclusion of Cloak and Dagger? Uh, I like it. I think uh, Simon Spurrier does a really nice job with both those characters, and um, I like the surprise of Mystique shooting Cloak in the head, and then Loved and then it. and then Cloak being like, "No, no, 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 I'm fine. I got this. It's it's all good." It's um that in this in the second issue when um. Dagger just showed up. I was like, what a fun pull. And then we'll never see her again. For some reason, I forgot every rule that is a comic. That, like, if someone shows up, they have a greater purpose later. Yeah. But I'll be damned. She looks fucking fierce as all, like, fucking evil and all mechanized. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thread that I was glad to see picked up here was the kind of weird aside we had pretty quickly. I think it was in, was it in Legion of X? It was where Nimrod infected Krakoa in some way, but we didn't fully understand. Oh, and now we see it with Warlock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that come, comes no, it's a ni- it is a nice, um, yeah, bringing that plot back is really, really nice. Uh, to me, the thing that I like a lot about this, even if you're not, even if it doesn't become, you know, super important forever, when I go back and reread these issues, that will make it feel more connected uh, altogether. Were you excited for any of these dum dums at the end? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love. That's why I asked about the sea level. Yeah, games. yeah. I love it's it. always fun. Yeah. Anything else with the issues, guys? Any issues you want to bring up? Not during this segment, but maybe <laughs> the next one. I've had enough of you. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call "Plug Me, Daddy," where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard. You know, we're still in spoopsy season. Anything related is very appreciated. And just wanted to share with you, our listeners, our little, little homos. Yeah, uh, I have a very spoopsy uh, plug this week. Uh, I started reading a comic published by Image called Bloodstained Teeth. It is by Christian Ward and Patrick Reynolds. It's a vampire story um, where there are, like, the true blood vampires. They're not really called true bloods, but, like, they're ones that, like, have existed for forever. And then vampires that are made by the uh, by you know the 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 true bloods for lack of a better posers. term the posers <laughs> exactly and so there's one one of them who's like the, one of the ancient ones who is 
turning humans into vampires for money, and it's an interesting idea. Ooh, capitalism. Uh, yeah, totally. And he's <laughs> just like, look, I just like the finer things in life, and these fucking humans are stupid. They're into, like, vampire, like, cosplay, so to speak. I'll fulfill their dreams. Uh, so I haven't gotten too far into it, but uh, it is Good really start. beautifully illustrated. It's got this, like, very 80s neon, like, sheen to it that I really dig. Uh, and the dialogue is very strong, so I can't see where it, I can't wait to see where it goes. And when you buy a bookmark, it's made of actual human teeth, so Ooh. that's a collector's item. Clinkle, 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 clink. That's if you got a bunch of them in your hand. <laughs> yeah, if you got a bunch of books with all the teeth. You know? I, yeah, I don't know how you imagined all the clinkle, teeth. Clinkle, clinkle is like a ch- like a rosary beads of teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always imagine that you, you hang like, above your door. You basically like you put a you make a huge pile of teeth, right, and then you pour epoxy into it mm. and let it set and then you slice that into strips hey i have a question for you guys do you yeah. think a gay vampire is called a fangit <gasps> oh i love that that's fun yeah i mean homophobic but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i want to suck you off <laughs> i want to suck your dick yeah. <laughs> are those your fangs <laughs> no they're my fags and you're like all right all right, all right. Okay. All right draculas yeah, yeah. every dracula in are here you, gonna, down. you really yeah. gonna drain me <laughs> Yes, then. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Wreck me. I am a blood slot. <laughs> you can see my red handkerchief. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Uh, my plug is. It better be spooky. It's for it God. is spooky. Great. It is for a TV show on Netflix called Bodies. <gasps> it is based off a graphic novel by Cy Spencer. The premise, which is. This is not a spoiler. It's the, it happens in the first five minutes. There is a body that is discovered murdered in uh, London, <clears throat> and that body is also discovered at multiple points in time as the same body. Uh, and so it's a mystery about how is this same body found at multiple points in time, oh. and it's the same person. Loki. It's Loki. <laughs> so the spoiler is that it's Loki. And, uh, <laughs> oh, but it's fun. It's very interesting. I think that um, so it's definitely a mystery box type show. If you like something like dark, you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that kind of continues to drive it is that it's got a lot of very solid actors. Uh, for example, the actor in Andor, who is the kind of uh, he wants to be an officer and he is, ends up disgraced. Mm, yeah. That actor is in it. And he's great. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of great character-driven work uh, as it kind of slowly unpeels what this real mystery is. Oh, that sounds Bodies. Fun. On Netflix, right? On... Only on Netflix. Dun, dun. Um, my plug this week is Dragula is back. Um, we posted something on our That's Instagram. That's spooky, too. It's very spooky. And let me tell you more, Kalen, because <laughs> this week it's episode two, and they're doing The Sisterhood of evil mutants. <gasps> Stop. There's a lot of X-Men inspiration in it. It's Stop. very fun. You're going to make me watch this goddamn show. I, aren't I'll you? just give you my shutter um, login. Okay. I mean, buy yours now. The promotional yeah. photo, they had wigs that were just like Malice. I mean, Kalen, look at that. 
Oh. It's not Malice. It even looks like Wolfsbane-esque or something like that. It's not uh, Malice? Rain. Am I crazy? My it could be a lot of things. Yeah, it could be okay. Malice. Yeah. It's like every 80s yeah. mutant drawn by Mark w- Wolf Silvestri. Wolfsbane, Rogue, Death Cry. It could be that, anything. It's Death Cry. It's Mark Silvestri's art and all like the uh, artists who drew like him after. It's a pheno- This is a phenomenal season. They they did a bunch of like all-stars type of seasons, and they're going back to just like a new cast. And the cast is very diverse. It's all over the place. And as always, they, they are so much messier than like drag race oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just so much fun. They, they're so dramatic for no fucking reason. So buckle up, buttercups, because it's so fucking Buckle enjoyable. up, buckaroos. <laughs> Buc- buckle up, fangoots. Uh, all right. That's been our episode. Uh, rate and review us if you can. If you can't, well, then you just keep on listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at HomosuperiorX. Uh, where we sometimes have polls. Hey, Caitlin, whatever happened to those polls? <laughs> I, forgot, I haven't done one in a while. I was uh, thinking about that. Yeah. All right. If we're also on Instagram at Homeless Beer Podcast. Hey, Adam, where are all those jokes that other people wrote? <laughs> <laughs> those are ours, uh, Brett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are taking this week's issues and wondering how we can put the word top in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a little swerve this yeah, week. Yeah. Watch out. We said the word bottom. Smackety. Walking into this weekend like <laughs> these little fanglets. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That's been us. Uh, make sure you check out our review of the Marvels coming out uh, on Tuesday, November 14th. Correct. And uh, we're also got a fun interview of Redacted <laughs> uh, coming up. You'll never know who it is. Uh, bye, little homo. Bye. bye.